Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Successful. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for May 24th, 2000. 
and 23. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. And uh, one of my lights just went out. I don't know why. Jesse, what's going on, bro? It's a bad omen when one of my lights just goes out mysteriously by itself, bro. Mysteriously? Oh, there we go. There we go. There we go. Came back on. How you doing, brother? Mysteriously, huh? Yeah. Mysteriously. Yeah. Boy, you got a problem? Nah, nah, I'm good, man. What are you going to tell good. me? What are you going to tell me, man, Mr. Loudmouth over here? Uh, yeah, yeah, listen, AEW Dynamite, how are we feeling tonight? Uh, not bad, man. I mean, you know, par for the course. It's all good. Par for the course. Yeah, man, it's all good. I don't know, man. Um, You know, I'm a little bit under the weather, so I may be in a, in a bad mood, more so than usual on a Wednesday night. Uh, I got a little bit of a uh, scratchy throat. I got a little bit of a drip coming out of my nose. I don't know what from. I mean, it's been beautiful here in New York City, but um, I don't know, man. It felt like Tony Khan tonight with the worst kept secret in all pro wrestling, by the way. Like, we didn't know like we didn't know where uh, Collision was going to be on June 17th. Um, it felt like Tony Khan basically threw his pen away, bro, and said, to the rest of the writing team and his staff, I just throw whatever on the show, man. You want a little, a little dash of Ring of Honor? We'll do Ring of Honor. You want some useless women's match? Just throw them out there, man. Let's make Dynamite feel like Rampage tonight. It's exactly what he did. This was a go home show, though, man. I know it was a go home show. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Not really. Uh, excuse me. Uh, What's with, what's with the the background there, bro? Listen, man, I didn't know you were living in the trailer park. What background? What are you oh my about? god, man! Look at this, man, Jesse. I didn't I I didn't know you were living in the trailer park, man. It's Joey Nutella, your your neighbor over there, bro. Bro, do not talk about my favorite wrestler that way. Wow, man, you mean the guy that set his foot on fire and didn't have EMTs or medics by ringside? Nah, that's all the work, bro. You got worked, man. Oh, we got we got worked. Okay. You get okay. you got worked, bro. Oh, okay. All the work. It is what it is, man. My favorite wrestler. It is what it is. Why is he your favorite wrestler, man? Cause he's just awesome, man. Why what 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 makes what makes him awesome? What makes him awesome? Is is, is is it the fact that his favorite beer is Paps Blue? Uh, he, hey, man, what's wrong with Pat? He speaks his mind, bro. PBR, bro. Who drinks a PBR, man? You know, you know who drinks PBR? People who can't afford a fine cold beverage. I wanted to be known for the record. And this is a shoot. Not not even playing around right now. I kept telling this guy to leave Joey Janela I didn't alone. say anything, bro. I'm just saying. What I did I say? I want to be on the record. I told you months ago. Leave this dude alone. I didn't say anything. All I said was that... He was let go, I guess. They didn't renew his deal. And he was uh, claiming that he walked away from AEW. It's not, uh, it's not the case at all. Look, man. And he said this on he said this on Denise's show, bro. I mean, I mean, you, you could pick a couple of better shows to go on than to reveal that information over there, man. Holy shit. I also said nothing about Denise. Who? Uh, you're killing me. Give me a break, bro. Come on. You know, you know who she is, right? I said nothing about Denise. 
You have to stop dragging me into your drama. Cody! Cody! Jesus Christ. Can I ask you a question, Cody? <coughs> All right, now, now listen, man. Now you're out of the trailer park. I don't see, uh, I don't see uh, uh, Jelly Donut there. Look, man. Another weekly disclaimer. The thoughts and views of JD from NY are Bro, uh, all listen. JD from NY and not me. Bro, I have been on my best behavior. Oh, uh, ser- ser- seriously. I, I have done nothing wrong here. I didn't start with him. Why would I do that? You called out Jay Cargill again in your reply to him. So what? She said I couldn't do a pull-up. Oh my, God. my guy had me do 10 yesterday. Guy's killing me. Killing me. Come on, man. I'm, I'm the innocent party here, bro. I'm the good guy. Kill Unless this is all the work and I'm not and I'm not in on it. I mean We could have professionals at any time watching this show, and I want them to know. That I am not on board with that guy is saying that's not me. Listen, man, I'm sure somebody's watching this show and not agreeing with what we're saying. So wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time. Man. Wouldn't be the first time. Uh yeah, Tony Khan uh threw the pen away, bro. Threw the uh pen and pad away. Uh this was uh not a bad show. And I I wanna say this to everybody because I seen the chat before the show. Some of you guys are like a solid six, a seven, they can't all be bangers. But uh, this was well beneath AEW standards, and it just goes around the entire vibe, Jesse, of the Double or Nothing weekend. We'll be ordering the pay-per-view, no doubt about it. We'll be here on Sunday night reviewing the pay-per-view, no doubt about it. We'll be watching it. It's going to be a banger show. It's going to be great. There's one thing Tony Khan does. It is pay-per-view. He does it fucking great. But the lead-in, the feeling around the show, the se- the fact that they're not selling tickets to the show, whereas last year they did 14000 I don't even think they did... Uh, anywhere uh, close to that this year, roughly around 8,000 tickets. Plus, Ugh. it's in Vegas Memorial Day weekend. I mean, it, it's it's a downer show, bro. It's it, it's really coming off as if Tony Khan has his priorities elsewhere, clearly with Collision and Warner Brothers Discovery and CM Punk and getting that new show up off the ground in a couple of weeks. His mind and his heart and his, and his wrestling creativity, bro, was not into Double or Nothing this year, and that's okay to admit. It really is. He's going to give us a banger show, but that's just the way it feels. Bro, it's, it's not all the build. I mean, it's also location, man. Do you think if they would have had this show in Chicago, they wouldn't be close to sold out? It would have been sold out already. I mean, it, it's, it's the location. Maybe they've, maybe they've tapped Vegas. Vegas hasn't been necessarily known for a hotbed for pro wrestling, man. Yeah, they've you know done well in Vegas in the past, but I mean, they don't have a problem selling out in New York, you know, Chicago. Maybe it's just the Vegas thing, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's worth taking into consideration if they are AEW. Now, I know it's a destination show. It's the first one that was in Vegas, and, you know, every other one after that's been in Vegas. But I honestly think it's about time next year that Tony Khan starts to explore other opportunities for double or nothing, and we get out of Vegas next year. In fact, I've said this, and I've been uh, I've been very vocal about this, Jesse. I don't really enjoy, and this goes for WWE as well, because it just grounds me at home when I don't really want to be home during these holidays. 
WWE is, is guilty as well. These, these wrestling shows on major holidays, especially if you want to travel to go to these shows, the uh, exorbitant amount of money that it costs for flight and hotel and food in, in these major cities on these major holidays, plus the fucking travel headache with the people that are traveling during those holidays, I would move away from that. I would get AEW uh, to get double or nothing out of Vegas I would do a Chicago, I would do a New York, I would do somewhere else next year because I honestly think I honestly think with the lack of build, it's part of the reason. But I also think there's fatigue, Jesse, with, with it being in Vegas and it's not really the, the hot ticket that it was uh, two, even three years ago. Well, yeah, I would see they go back to Vegas because they want to stick to the double or nothing theme. Yes. You know, but all right. So I do Atlantic look- City. I was I was gonna say I would do it in Atlantic City. That would be great. I would. That that'd be a fantastic fresh change of venue, and you're gonna sell it out. Yeah. So I would do New Jersey. Maybe that's something to think about, man. Plus, uh, wherever they they do the show, I'm assuming it would be Boardwalk Hall. I mean, that's uh, synonymous with some major history uh, revolving around pro wrestling. I mean, uh, I'm 15 minutes, 20 minutes from uh, from that convention yeah. center, so. That'd be a, a nice directly, a nice walk on the boardwalk there for me. Yeah, I would go directly in the heart of Atlantic City. Yeah. The, the, the biggest um, arena they have out there in Atlantic City, I would do it. Yeah, I mean, that's a good idea. I, I, I like that a lot. Uh, as far as the show tonight, Jesse, the worst kept secret in all of pro wrestling, and, and I got some news on uh, the uh, back and forth between uh, Mr. Phil Brooks, CM Punk, and AEW. Tony Khan announced... Tonight, that it will indeed, Jesse, be at the United Center, not Daly's place that was being reported as a plan B. And everything with CM Punk right now is good to go, says Brian Alvarez on social media this afternoon. Are you at all surprised about the United Center being announced tonight for AEW Collision? No, as expected, you know, know, the same way we got, you know, Punk in his in his. Um, debut for AEW, you know, they like the best kept, you know, the worst kept secret, you know, we all knew, but nobody knew, but same thing here. No, Punk still hasn't been confirmed, but you just said they had, they're having problems selling the T-Mobile center in Vegas. Well, now they have three weeks to sell out the United center. You better hope they have something up their sleeve for three weeks to slot the biggest arena in Chicago. Now, we talked about this last week. Okay, we got part one announced. We got uh, the United Center announced. Is AEW going to announce CM Punk? I'm going to give you a couple multiple. uh, This is going to be a multiple choice question for you. I'll give my answer after you give yours. Is this going to be AEW announcing CM Punk after Double or Nothing that he will be there? Is this going to be something that they don't announce at all? And just go into the show ice cold and blind with expecting fans to buy the tickets because it's in United Center and they're going to go based off assumption. Well, yeah, the fans think that Punk's going to be there. We'll just roll with that. Or is it going to be something where we see CM Punk show up at the end of Double or Nothing and build towards his first major feud, which I I think should be against MJF and just throw him right into the fire there with, with the world championship. Uh, obviously, he won't win it because nobody's beating MJF, but it'll pick up right where they left off, and we see him at double or nothing on Sunday night. Well, two things. We're not throwing him in with MJF just to lose. We're not going to bring him back to lose right away. Um, but second of all, 
do they announce Punk before? I think that depends on this Friday. This Friday, tickets go on sale for the United Center. I think that first day of how they do with sales for the United Center is going to matter how they market that show going forward. If it blows it out of the water, then they have no reason to advertise Punk. If the sales, if the if the first day sales are extremely lackluster and they want to make sure they kill it, then yeah, they'll go ahead and, and announce it at the end of uh, Double or Nothing. Do we see CM Punk somehow align himself with the Blackpool Combat Club? As I saw several people on social media tonight claim that Moxley teased CM Punk doing something with them against the Elite. And CM Punk even teased it on his Instagram stories again tonight. Uh, he wondered if there will be handshakes tonight. I don't know, because... I, I mean, that, that, forget- that'll I be something, people, though. I think people are forgetting that Moxley is in the boat of people who can't stand CM Punk. Well, supposedly. 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 What, I mean, so whether or not he's willing to jump back into it to do business, I don't know. I don't know that... that Mox is not like Punk. That does not mean he's not willing to do an angle like that. But it should be known that he's he's not a big fan of Punk. But maybe he'll just maybe he'll do business. Maybe it doesn't matter. There's so many different things you can get Punk back into. I don't know if you need to throw him straight to the top. And we're talking MJF. Then we're talking this. As it stands right now, there's one feud everybody wants to see with Punk, and that's against the elite. But what we don't know is if we're gonna get that because we don't know if everybody's on board to do business in, in, in that way or not. So. That's the part that's uncertain. If if that's gonna happen, then that needs to be the first order of business. It's it's um the elite. If it's not gonna happen, I'm not just gonna throw Punk into the Blackpool Combat Club. They have, they have a good thing going on right now. I think they're gonna add Don Callis and 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 possibly Kanosuke. I don't think that feud needs Punk right now. There's so many different things Punk could be doing from any different level of the car. If he's just now coming back, I say we don't throw him straight into the fire. Um, get his feet wet. He can't be coming back and encountering a loss. And if you put him in with MJF, that's exactly what he's going to get. You know, so I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do, but I don't think there's a rush. I don't think there should be a rush to fly him straight to the top in something very important right away, unless we're going to do the elite. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree there with CM Punk. Uh, I mean, throwing him right into the fire with MJF. Um, plus, you got Forbidden Door coming up. Then you got all these other shows and him teasing something with uh, Samoa Joe and then the rumored Jericho match. And, you know, who knows where he's going to fit going into Wembley. Everybody wants the six-man tag team match, but we'll see what happens there. I mean, that would be the ideal main event for that show. Um, But there's a lot you could do with him. It's not like he's coming into uh, an AEW empty-handed with nothing to do. I mean, there's plenty for him to do. It's just if he's going to be on his best behavior or not, which leads me to my next point. Raj Geary, uh, the former president of Wrestling Inc., he said something very, very newsworthy. Uh, Whether it was true or not, uh, nobody knows or nobody knew then. But apparently he was correct in his saying that CM Punk was served some legal letters. He didn't go and and describe what type of legal letters uh, were sent CM Punk's way. And a lot of the dirt sheets... Uh, kind of claimed that uh, CM Punk was being sued by AEW to make everything look uh, nice and fancy on Twitter. But apparently CM Punk, Jesse, was given legal letters, legal papers, and Fightful backed this up and said that there were some documents that were sent to Punk to be signed over the last week, 
Uh, nobody at FIFO has been given any indication uh, if they were legal threats. But I said this on my video I did yesterday. I felt like this was just nothing more than protection from Tony Khan to CM Punk so that he doesn't do what he did at the scrum again. Can't throw anybody under the bus. He can't speak ill will about anybody on the roster or the EVPs. He can't disparage the company. He can't do anything like that publicly. Otherwise, he would be sued. That's what I thought it was. And apparently, that's exactly what the case is. Um, speaking on certain subjects, disparagement clauses, and ensuring he appears as scheduled for television dates because there's a risk that he just no-shows. And that is largely largely to protect AEW in several situations. From the punk side of things, Fightful heard that there have been productive conversations over the last week, though they were not provided a lot of context to that, and nobody will. People close to punk believe he will be um, with AEW for the duration of his contract, and obviously he was announced on, uh, or he will be at the Collision show on June 17th. It's not confirmed yet, but everybody now with the United Center announcement expects him to be there. As of last week, also, Daly's Place as a rumor that was not in discussion as a backup location. There were other locations that uh, were on the table if the United Center deal did fall through. So legal letters, Jess. He's not being sued. Go figure. Shocking. So, I mean, I think what Raj reported um, was probably spot on, and it was just, you know, taken and run with, with up from, you know, of course. others. Yeah. So that could mean a multitude of different things. It could have been a revised contract. It could have been an update to AEW's company policies since Punk has been gone for a while. And then maybe they were just revised and Punk just needed to be updated. I mean... Legal letters could mean any something that Punk needs to sign and send back could literally mean so many different things. Yeah, it doesn't mean a lawsuit. Um, it doesn't mean it's not a lawsuit, but at the same time, you know, most importantly, it doesn't mean it's a damn lawsuit. I mean, if if I had to take a guess at it, then yeah, I mean, he's just been out of action for a while. He's been on the shelf. Things went down, and maybe they revised some policies. You know, you know, like you said, to protect them from things going forward. And just to touch him up on things that maybe they had meetings about without him and just needed him to sign off on and be aware of. You know, so like you said, so that maybe this does not happen in the future or any other changes that may have happened in the company that you just don't want to assume that he heard word of mouth. That, hey, you need to be apprised of this stuff because it's going to apply to you. Um, I think it was all um, very just routine and nothing to really stare too hard at, though. Are but, you... Ex- yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. But, but going back to what we were saying before about what Punk does when he comes back, um, there's also something else that we have not considered when we talked about what Punk is going to do when he comes back. And that's, is he coming back as a heel or a babyface? Uh, well, with the announcement tonight at the United Center, um, the fans in Las Vegas uh, very audibly chanted CM Punk, CM Punk. So I think the majority of the, fe- uh, the, 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 majority of the people watching this product uh, are excited to see CM Punk back, as am I. That that was going to be my next question to you. I know you've been very vocal. I know some others in the community that I am uh, decent with have also been vocal about not wanting him back or it's not in AEW's best interest to bring him back. Now with the announcement of the United Center, which is one piece of the puzzle, and everybody assuming that CM Punk is going to be back, are you excited or are you... I guess, okay with the fact now that CM Punk is more than likely going to end up back with AEW this summer. So, am I excited? No. Um, I am cautious. 
and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm limiting and tempering my expectations when it be, when it comes to punk. All, all I want is punk to come back and, and do business. That's it. That's it. Just do what punk, just do what punk does without the punk drama. I'm just worried about a, a reoccurrence. And I'm also worried about people walking on eggshells around this guy because they don't want to have to deal with another blow up like he did last year. So, I mean, but am I excited for what he's going to bring to the company? To be honest, no. I'm going to be honest, man. I don't think there's much of anything CM Punk can offer me in the ring, per se, that I'm missing from my AEW experience. Now, I don't mind if he if he comes back and he does well and he doesn't fuck up again. That's fine. That's fine. It's okay. But I'm no longer, like, you know, jumping out of my chair that Punk is coming back because he's come back and we've seen that. He's injury prone. He is not the same punk and he gets easily frustrated clearly. So I just hope he doesn't come back and, and try to ruin the stuff that the uh, people at AEW built backstage. That's all. Am I excited? Uh, I'm excited about it. Um, I just didn't like the way everything just kind of blew up and we're dealing with adults here who should have squashed this uh, a few months after everything kind of transpired in September at the end of All Out. I'm excited about it. I think he is needed on AEW television where there is a lack of storytelling right now. I feel like what he brings to the table is legitimacy. I feel like what he brings to the table is realism. I think what he brings to the table is somebody who knows how to tell a story and make everything around him feel important. There's only a handful of people on that roster that know how to do that correctly and one of them is CM Punk. The other one is MJF. The other one is Chris Jericho. There's not a lot of people on that roster that know how to do that uh, effectively. Yeah. I, I, what, I'm, what I'm concerned about is, is he going to be able to stay healthy? Because he broke his foot and then he tore his tricep. Those are two, ma- those are two the, the wrestling injuries. As far as wrestling injuries are, are concerned, those are two major injuries right there. Is, is he going to be able to hold up? Is his body going to be able to hold up? What type of training and rehabilitation has he gone through is is all his bearings there I, I don't know I, I don't know I don't want him to come back and then AEW is without him again after getting this deal for a new show when realistically the show is built around him I'm also concerned about what Tony Khan's gonna do with this W with this uh, WWE like AEW split roster brand split is this going to be effective for AEW are they going to honor it is there going to be a hard brand split we need some information on that as well, is it going to be a little bit too much for them to handle? Are we re- legitimately going to see a dynamite roster all to itself and a collision roster all to itself? Uh, you know, that's something that I'm genuinely curious about as well. Because if they want to play that game, they certainly have the manpower to make it feel great and do what WWE does wrong right. These are the things that I'm worried about. But as far as him being back on television, I do feel like AEW television needs him. I do feel like even though people say collision would have happened without him, collision wouldn't be the same without him, honestly. So that's how I feel. We got him. He's here. You're paying him. He wants to be back. I just wish everybody did fucking business. Like you said, this is what I want. I want everything that we as fans waited for for seven years and what punk wanted to do for seven years to happen. It's just everybody's a fucking man child. And I wish everybody would just do business. Yeah. And just don't piss off punk. Don't piss off. Maybe maybe don't put him at a post-show media scrum anymore. Maybe we leave yeah. him out of the scrums. 
You know how much money this guy's making? He's making uh, a boatload of money. So a boatload. Gotta, so now we got to... We got to keep him away from the media and don't make him angry. And we got to make sure. His bro, the media, the media is going to be the media, bro. You, you can't yeah. help what Meltzer is going to say. You can't help what Alvarez is going to say. Sometimes, you know, and I'm, I'm a victim of it, too, because you're here, you're live, you're in front of a camera, you got a microphone in front of your face. You say something and it's in the moment. Sometimes you don't think when you say it. Matt Cardona and Nick Houseman got into it on social media today. I mean, the media is going to be the media. You know, it is, it is what it is with wrestlers and picking on people with much smaller audiences than them and having their fucking, you know, followers attack on social media. I've been at the brunt of that. You know, it goes both ways. They know what they're doing, but they don't need to get into it with the media all the time. But the media, you know, the media is also disingenuous as well. So I don't really blame somebody like Cardona for doing that against someone like Nick Hausman. But like you said so perfectly the other week, Jesse, Punk cannot let the media get to him he needs to be the professional. Is that something that he's going to somehow perfect over the next couple of years that he's with AEW? Probably not. There will be another blow up. We don't know when it's going to happen, but there will be. But he just needs to fucking sit at home and not worry. Like you said, man, that's what's going to be the most difficult test for him coming back. Can he control his emotions with an Alvarez and a Meltzer and a Sap and everybody else that wants to kind of egg him on? Because that's what the journalists do. Basically, yeah. I mean, if if your goal is to try to keep punk, keep punk from finding out what Alvarez is saying, then you're screwed. Keep him away from scrums. Why? Because you've put him in scrums, you can't trust him. How much are we paying this guy? <laughs> do what you're supposed to do, and just leave the media alone. I'm not saying meet, leave him alone, but Jesus Christ, if you jump all over Alvarez and he does everything you want him to do. What's to stop? What's 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 to stop Meltzer from doing the same thing? What's yeah. to stop Geary from doing the same thing? You could you gonna silence everyone? How about you just stop caring what they fucking say? Bro, Eric Bischoff is a perfect example. He is he's been f- for months fishing for likes and fucking any type of retention on what he's doing, bro. Everything is anti AEW. Everything is anti punk. You know that's a great example. How many times has CM Punk mentioned or talked about Eric Bischoff? Zero. Just follow that lead. How many times has he engaged Eric Bischoff on what he said, man? And he said some outlandish shit. You know, he said he said CM Punk is worse than Hulk Hogan was his last comment. I mean, that's, a, that's an outlandish fucking comment, man. Maybe maybe Alvarez was his favorite podcaster until Alvarez said what he said. Maybe. Now Punk's, now Punk's mad at him. I mean, I don't, I don't know what is going on, but I really feel... Look, dude, if you pay me three, four, five, six million dollars a year. I don't care who says what about me. Print that shit, clip it. I don't care what they say. I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure that income continues to come in. Yeah. That's the most important thing to him, his wife, Larry. That's it. How else is he going to buy that dog food for Larry, bro? Yeah, and Alvarez. Alvarez, Alvarez is talking about me. He's talking about me. The the bugs talk about me to to melt. Dude, shut up. Who cares? Everyone in that locker room has a legitimate gripe for something or another. They don't all go and spread their fucking bad feelings in the middle of a press conference. Nine and a half times out of ten, CM Punk's going to be the best thing weekly on AEW television besides MJF. What what is that a complaint about? Why are you going to let somebody like that get to you? Who cares? Who gives a shit? 
Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Is this show going to be successful on, on Saturday night? I mean, we talked about that as well. I mean, if he's there, if he's there weekly, is it going to is it going to be uh, a success? Is, is it, it like like we talked about this uh, again? You know, the Microsoft's going to be on them. Is it going to be something that starts off hot and then tails off like Rampage? Or are you are you in it like you are in Dynamite? I don't know, man. I'm feeling mixed mixed about this Collision show on Saturday. Night. I'm still not all in yet on Saturday night. I think the show can do fine because they have the talent to do it. And I say the talent, I mean enough talent to spread across so we're not being saturated with the same stories. It's going to come down to the creative. Yeah. It's going to come down to the creative and how and, and how much this show is going to be preempted. If, if It needs to be live as much as humanly possible. Yeah. And we need fresh, fresh storylines over there. You have all these new wrestlers coming back I don't want to see half of them competing for ROH titles, you know, that don't mean shit. They should all be in something meaningful and 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 interesting. All you got to do is give them good creative. They already have the talent. That's The hard part is getting enough talent to run these shows. They have that. Let's give us creative. Yeah, man. So there's, uh, there's a lot coming up. There's a lot coming up. AEW's got a lot going on right now, and uh, it's all going to start with Sunday's double or nothing, and we will be here to cover it for you on Sunday night. Uh, there was one other piece of news tonight. Uh, we'll get to it because legitimately it concerns the competitor that was in the ring tonight against Orange Cassidy in the open of the show for the AEW International Championship. So we'll get into that in just a second. But I want to I want to greet you guys here in the chat. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. I'm a little bit under the weather, man, so if um, I'm not myself throughout this show, or if I sniffle, or if I let out an uncharacteristic cough, uh, I am uh, not feeling all that well tonight, so bear with me on this Wednesday night. But you guys can uh, sit down, relax, enjoy the show tonight. Hopefully you do. Hit that subscribe button down below, turn on the bell for notifications, make sure you guys... Check out the rest of the content on the channel. There is plenty of it. There will be content coming to you tomorrow. There will be content coming on Friday. We'll be live for SmackDown. Saturday, we got Night of Champions from Saudi Arabia. I will be live after the show is over. And then Sunday's double or nothing, so we got a busy weekend ahead of us. But if you missed any of the content, everything you need is on the homepage. Hit that thumbs up. We got 1,900 in here on a Wednesday night. 
Uh, I'd love to see as close to 1,000 likes as possible. Super Chats are open. I want you guys to get them on in. Hang out at the end of the show with us. Thank you to Nick Williams, who's already got a $100 bomb in there tonight. I appreciate you, Nick Williams. Thank you, brother. Memberships are open. Get them on in. Always accepting VIPs right here on Off the Scripts. And tonight's show is brought to you by my great friends over at Blue Chew, BlueChew.com. Make sure you guys go check them out, BlueChew.com, code JD at checkout. You will be getting a free sample, and all you got to do is pay the $5 shipping and handling. Also, great news, guys. We got less than 20 shirts left for the legend of JD from NY shirts. Only small and medium remain. Large, XL, 2XL, all sold out. 3XL, sold out. You guys are crazy, man. Thank you very much. So if you guys are still wanting that, there is less than... There is less than 20 left. Go and get it, man. Seriously. I'll leave the link in the comment section. Uh, Jesse, why don't you explain to everybody what's going on with you, man? I know you've been, I know you've been covering Impact, and what's going on with your channel? I have, man. Um, so, yeah, like I said, in the, in the months prior, I've been covering Dark, and I've been covering ROH and Rampage, and who we kidding? It's not exciting. It's not fun. So I spent the last few weeks um, just trying to catch up to Impact and watch Impact. And so far, I'm liking what I'm seeing. So um, I'm going to dive further into it, man. I got some content planned. Um, I got some stuff going on for Impact I would love to make public. I just can't do it just yet. But nonetheless, join me tomorrow night and every Thursday for a live Impact show review. Um, if it does well, who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'll take a good minute, 45 seconds to a minute on this show before we get started on AEW and just spam out what's going on interesting with Impact with this large audience we have here. Who knows? Who knows? Don't they got a show? They got a show on Friday, huh? Impact? Yes. Oh, yeah. We have Under Siege. That's another thing. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, um, to do a... Um, I'm going to do a show for Under Siege, probably a review. Um, that should be great. And I'll also be back here for Double or Nothing for Sunday, man. Should be good. It's going to be a busy week, man. A lot of pro wrestling, a lot of pro wrestling. But uh, we got you covered here. I got you covered always. You guys know what I do. And Jesse's got you covered if you want the impact side of things. So look forward to that. Let's get into Dynamite tonight. Starting off with Orange Cassidy defending the AEW International Championship against Kyle Fletcher of the Aussie Open. Now, the news that I was alluding to earlier, just a moment ago, uh, Tony Khan tweeted it out. The Aussie Open, I didn't know they were free agents. The Aussie Open uh, are now all elite. They are signed to AEW, and apparently WWE, don't know why, because, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't there a hiring freeze, and correct me if I'm wrong again, didn't we just read a report today that there will be budget cuts looming in July? So, uh, yeah, sure, they they, they wanted, they wanted uh, the Aussie Open, I'm sure. No matter, Aussie Open is not their style. No, absolutely not. Nowhere on any of their shows does the Aussie Open fit. Give me a no. break. Um they are all elite. Uh, this is a great signing, Jesse, but I am concerned that it's just another signing for the sake of signing for Tony Khan. 
Uh, I do feel like the tag team division needs some sort of revitalization. I mean, that's the proper fucking team to sign if you want to really get behind tag team wrestling in AEW. They are fucking incredible. Um, But I don't want them to feel like just every other tag team, bro. I mean, who are they? What makes them stand out? Maybe some character development, just a little bit of character development for them. Give me a reason to care about them more outside of, oh my God, they're great fucking pro wrestlers. I yeah. want something I want something a little bit more. And listen, I'm not telling you guys or I'm not saying that they're bad or it's a bad signing. It's just very similar to every other signing Tony Khan has made and nobody really stands out because everybody's like great pro wrestler and then they just sit there and do nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'm much like uh you no know, Vikingo yes. and you know all these other fantastic wrestlers they've brought in for like um for spots and and again, they are fantastic wrestlers, but they don't come in for one-offs. They come in and they've been sticking around for weeks. And now we're just like, well, what's the story? What's the deal here, man? We got another $100 Super Chat. OTS Venue showing appreciation for my guy Tyler Cravens with a $100 Super Chat. He simply says, appreciation. Thank you, Tyler. We love having you here, brother. Thank you for your generosity and being here with us tonight on Off the Script. Uh, Yeah, Jesse, a little bit of character development. I don't want them to fall into the same pit as everybody else, Um, but I think it's a great signing, and it's laughable when I read WWE was interested in them. I mean... Uh, listen, WWE could have a great tag team division, but they don't do anything to really highlight it. They don't. I mean, no. what are they doing over there? So this was obviously the right choice for them. It was. I mean, clearly it was. It, it, it would have been the right choice either way. I don't even. I, I think WWE sometimes just put floaters out there. Yeah. Just for, for free agents like this. I mean, if nothing else, it gives them a bargaining chip, if, if anything, but. Some some talents are just not going to make it in the WWE machine, and Aussie Open is one of them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Orange Cassidy. Uh, I said this on Twitter. Orange Cassidy's title reign has been fucking great. Um, I wish there was a little bit more story revolving around his title instead of just open challenges every week. But, I mean, that's the, uh, that's the lay of the land here in AEW. But I take nothing away from what he's done. He's absolutely killed it in every match he's been in. Uh, I think this title reign has shown everybody, or at least it should, that Orange Cassidy is a great fucking pro wrestler. And the international title has been treated so much better by Tony Khan in the five months we've had so far in 2023, bro, than the last two and a half years of the TNT title. Now, I know there are a lot of conspiracy theorists out there Does Tony Khan have a gripe or a grudge against the TNT title? Does he hate the TNT title? Is it really Cody's title and he's burying the title because, you know, Cody went on to uh, go serve the Vince McMahon, Bruce Prichard, Nick Khan machine? Uh, I don't know. But it's really eye-opening, bro, how the international championship has taken precedent over every other singles titles in the men's division. Uh, I I, I mean, it's... Right underneath the AEW world title at MJF is holding right now, bro. That's how important this title is to Tony Khan and Orange Cassidy. Well, they they are putting it front and center. I mean, first thing we see every week, it feels like, is an Orange yes. Cassidy match. I'll get to that in a second because I have something to say about that, too. I mean, it, it's it's getting a little redundant. Um, 
each, like you say, each match is a whole new different story. It's it's there. There is really no. The only story going on with Orange Cassidy is the fact that he's he keeps winning and keeps fighting, and keeps going. Which seems to be it. Seems like that's going to be his eventual downfall. Is him trying to defend the title too much, which would lead to his first loss. But I mean, I like Orange. I I mean, I I enjoy Orange. I just think we're getting too much Orange. I, I wouldn't say it's, maybe you're right. Maybe it is just a little bit, a tad bit too much orange, Cassidy. A little bit. Um, little bit. I find it funny how Tony Khan's booked him in a battle royal to defend the title against 20 other guys. It, it, it says to me, you know, it really, it, it doesn't blatantly say it, but I, I think we're a little too smart to see what's going on here or not see, I should say. Um this favoritism, bro. There's a lot of favoritism. Obviously, Tony Khan loves Orange Cassidy. He loses that title on Sunday. To who I don't to, to who I don't know. But the thing is, he's gonna lose it in a battle royal where he does not have to be pinned because Tony Khan just does not want to pin Orange Cassidy to lose this championship, even though I don't think it would take anything away from what he's done. So I don't know why. This is just my prediction. This obviously, you know, obviously could not happen. Yeah. But if that's the route that they go. I don't know why Tony Khan would not take up the international title reign and just pass it along to somebody else by having that person beat Orange Cassidy. I think it would make the title and the win feel that much more important instead of him just being dumped over the top rope because you don't want to pin one of your top guys, one of your favorite guys in the company, man. I find that to be a little lame. Yeah, uh, I admire the plan and the strategy behind what they're doing for Orange Cassidy, um, it just feels like this is not the right gimmick to do it on, if that makes sense. This this is the kind of killer run that you would seem like you would see a heel on, much like a much like a Miro. I mean, I would love to see I want to see the TNT title go back to Miro, to be honest. I mean, I, I think this title's going to Miro. Yeah. I, I mean, think Miro's going to be in so. that battle royal on Sunday, and I think Miro's going to win the title. Maybe so, and hopefully so. But I can't get mad at TK for wanting to build a new star because that's what you're supposed to be doing. You have – everyone just can't be – it, it, Orange Cassidy goes against the, 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 the dreaded 50-50 booking, all right? Orange Cassidy's being booked strong, and that's how you build up new stars. It does seem a little oversaturated with orange. I mean, I, I think take tonight's match for example. How many spots did this guy kick out of where he it theoretically should have been three? Bro. I mean, so it, I mean, so it's 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 not just the win; it's the manner in which he's winning. Man, this this guy he got beat and power drive. He got super power drive. He got bro. This is. Uh, I mean, it's it's in my notes here, bro. I I got uh, a, a Michinoku driver. Off the fucking second rope by Kyle Fletcher. I mean, Cassidy was hit with two tombstone pile drivers. I mean, that is the finishing move of probably the most iconic figure in the history of this business. (laughs) And and he's just kicking out of two tombstone pile drivers, bro. And then after all that happened, he is winning the match. He goes for an orange punch. Fletcher countered. He want, went for another pile driver. Cassidy counted it into a roll-up, and he wins, bro. A, a, a Michinoku driver off of the second rope, two tombstone pile drivers, and then he wins with a fucking flash roll-up. It's a little too much, man. 
I mean, and it's not just Orange Cassidy. It's it, that's a common occurrence in a lot of AEW matches that we see on TV. I mean, we've seen it with Moxley. We've seen it with Guevara. We've seen it with Darby. We've seen it with a lot of Jungle Boy. We've seen it with everybody. I mean, slow the fucking shit down. You can't be doing moves like that. I mean, it's like a fucking video game. Yeah. It's like you're playing a fucking simulated arcade game and you're doing a big power move and and the fucking guy's mashing buttons and and he's kicking out. Like, this is a real-life situation. Like, nobody should be kicking out of two tombstone pile drivers and a fucking Michi no... an avalanche Michi no Ku driver. Give me a break. Yeah, the way the way that Orange Cassidy's being booked, he should be world champion. I don't see MJF being able to beat Orange Cassidy the way he's looking right now. It's off. It's it's fucking ridiculous. It's, it's, it's a little bit. It's a little bit too much, man. I, I, and, and also, I want to I want to go back to what we alluded to before as well. Orange Cassidy seems to be the, the the favorite open. I know everybody loves orange juice in the morning, right? I know everybody loves some orange juice to start their day. That doesn't mean we need Orange Cassidy to start every fucking dynamite. I mean, holy shit. Put him on in the middle of the show. Put him on at 9 o'clock. Does he got to open the show? Yeah, I think they put him on the second match the other day. I was like, oh, it's the second match this time. Ah, right, we'll switch it up, pal. No. We don't need him to open the show nine times out of ten. We don't. Yes. He's not a fucking cruiserweight. It's not a cruiserweight division. Yes. Orange, Orange can go. I think that needed to be established um, if he's going to be champion. And it has been. It has been established. Great. So we can stop giving us 15-minute Orange Cassidy fucking matches just to show us that he can go. We get that he can go. Just give us some story behind it. Give us a real credible threat to his title reign. A serious heel that's coming after him. Coming after his shit. And make it interesting. Right now, it's just... Like I don't know what he's doing next week, but um, if he wins, you know, at the pay per view, I'm sure it'll be another random match. You know? Bro, Orange Cassidy's been 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 booked so strong where he's won uh, a lot of his matches with his signature Orange Punch, bro. I think he's won with his Orange Punch more than Roman has won with his Superman Punch. So what does that mean? Orange is greater than Roman Reigns? That's what they're trying to book him as, man. I mean, Andrade have a have a have a, have a fucking. A fucking sinister, mean-ass Andrade come back and kill Orange Cassidy, man. It, well, if he doesn't beat him, I mean, at least give him a beat down after the match. Make Orange Cassidy have to worry about something. It's just going out there and having matches. Bro, those are the types of guys that we need with that title. We, we've been saying it. Guys like Andrade and Miro and Pac, and, and who was a former international champion. Buddy yeah. Matthews. You know, guys like, guys like that that have that background. Those are the guys. Like those are those are the guys that I don't know. Those are the guys should be that should be threatening this title reign. Not a Kyle Fletcher, not a fucking no. Danny Garcia, no, none of these, none of these geeks. Those guys, and hopefully one of those guys wins the battle royal on Sunday, and Orange Cassidy is dropping that title. I wish it was in a different way. I wish it was yeah. pinned and given us, uh, you know, him actually losing by pinfall. But so be it. If he loses the title to one of those guys, I don't think I can complain so much. Yeah, Peck, Peck cannot still be having visa issues. He wasn't disgruntled last time I, I heard, so I'm not sure what exactly is going on with Peck, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I mean, he should be at Wembley if that's the case, right? If she, she, he should be in London. He should be. I don't know how you don't have. I don't know how you don't have Peck on on a fucking show that is taking place in London. Then you got to build to it because apparently he can't come here. I don't know what's going on with this guy. Man. I don't know. I miss him. 
Yeah, I miss him. Back. Anyway, uh, Kyle Fletcher. Um, obviously, you now you now know. You guys now know that Kyle Fletcher is a very very good professional wrestler. Hopefully, you guys know Orange Cassidy is a very good professional wrestler. Don't listen to the fucking uh, troglodytes and the geeks online. Um, two guys in here that know how to wrestle, and congratulations to the Aussie Open. Hopefully, they don't fall into the same uh, rut like everybody else. There. Here one week, and then they're fucking wrestling on Rampage for the duration of their run. Nobody wants to see that. Well, they're already halfway injured, right? The, the tag partner's hurt. Yeah, he's. Uh, it's not a serious injury. I think he's going to be back in about six weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing people complain about the ads here because they get they're getting ads mid. Yes, it's automated. Yes, it's automated. Yeah, it, it is automated, and I just want to throw this out there. I mean, I'm not. They're, they're not sponsoring the show, nothing like that, but. If you guys watch YouTube frequently, all right, and you want a music service, if you sign up for YouTube Premium, you don't get ads in any YouTube videos, but that's not the selling point. The most important part is you get all your music included. So if you have like a Spotify or something like that, you're going to be paying the same exact things you would be paying for YouTube Premium, but you get YouTube Music, which has all the fucking music that you want, and you get YouTube ads for free. Just throwing that out there. I'm not saying jump over and do it, but if you're already paying for your music service or you want a music service and you don't want ads, just get YouTube music and it's no more commercial. Right, some of you YouTube premium guys, you know, you don't uh, you don't get any ads. That's great. Yep, uh, otherwise, uh, otherwise, I don't know why you guys are complaining about the ads. The ads are how I get paid. Yeah. So, I mean, if you enjoy what we do here and want me to maintain a living and give you guys content, the ads are going to have to be there. So. Uh, yeah. I see. I see. Everybody's like, "Oh, that, that, that." I mean, that's how uh, that's how us content creators are, are fucking paid, man. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. It's how we get paid. And and if you sign up for premium and you watch, you know, we still get a cut of that, so you're not jipping us anymore. No, so. no. I mean, it's not as much as the ad, but uh, still, YouTube uh, kicks us back a, a few uh, a few on the YouTube premium for sure. Yeah. Uh, Renee Paquette, she was backstage with uh, Ricky Starks and asked about his disqualification loss last week against Jay White. I was hoping that they may add this match to the pay-per-view, uh, but I'm okay with eight matches on pay-per-view. I think that's good enough. Um, what's going on with him? Starks said, it's no secret that he's hot-headed around here. He, he said that it's the same thing every week, getting beaten up by Jay White and Juice Robinson. He says he's going to take things into his own hands, which is winning the Blackjack Battle Royal. Juice and White attacked him and then uh, basically toyed around with him. And Jay White had some choice words for him. I'm guessing Jay White, Juice, and uh, Ricky Starks will all be in the Battle Royal. There's another name, bro. Jay White could be a top candidate for the international championship, even though it's beneath him because he's a world championship type of guy, which right now I don't really see him fitting into because of MJF, but... If you want to really get him off on the right foot, Jay White winning that battle royal also sounds like a good idea. That works too. He is a top guy. And like I said from the get-go, I don't want to see Jay White come in and then get tossed into the main event scene, you know? No. And I like I like what he's doing right now. He has a few going on, you know, and he's and he's dealing with that. He's with juice right now. I like this. Put these guys in the tag team division for a little bit. I'm okay I, with I, it. I, listen, I I I would totally get behind that. And and I'm one hundred percent with you. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, Jay White's a failure. I mean, holy shit, he's not even here for half a cup of coffee yet. What the fuck are you talking about? Plus, you know, you know, seniority matters. Even though he's friends with the elite and, you know, AEW's got a working relationship with New Japan, doesn't mean he's going to come on in and we're going to give Jay White the world title, everybody. You know, yeah. it doesn't work that way. 
him working himself up to show him to show us what he's got and what he's made of. That's the shit that I watch for. I like that. Yeah. He's been yeah, on TV we, almost every week. What the fuck are you complaining about? Yeah, we have plenty of time. Yes. Plenty of time. If, if you start Jay White off at the top, there's nowhere for him to go but down. Yes. So, I mean, l- let him let him have fun in his feuds leading up, man. We, we, there's, there's plenty of stuff for Jay White to do. Jay White brings name value to what he does right away. So he's gonna help bring he's gonna help raise others up. Put a title on him. That's gonna help elevate the title. If he put Orange Cassidy's title on him, it feels like he would not lose any prestige at all. It would continue to gain momentum. So I think Jay White's in a good spot. Another one. We got another one hundred dollar super chat. Will Collier with a ninety nine ninety nine super chat. Thank you, brother. Sitting here enjoying my favorite IWC YouTube guys. Enjoying some Octomore. Can find a better way to spend my birthday. Thanks, JD and Jesse. This guy is celebrating his birthday, Jesse, and he's donating to the show. Imagine Ooh, that. And and he mentioned my name in a bomb, so I get half of that. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, Will. I appreciate your generosity, brother. Thank you so very much, and thank you for spending your birthday here with Jesse and I right here on Off The Scripts. You guys can continue to get those Super Chats in. We will be hanging out at the end of the show. Uh, So, yes, Orange Cassidy, uh, Jay White, and Ricky Starks, Juice Robinson, I'm assuming they will all be in the Battle Royal with Starks as well. Uh, Jungle Boy. We got a promo that aired with Jungle Boy Jack Perry. He talked about how the drive to Las Vegas is emotional for him. He said the first double or nothing was one of the lowest points in his life. He said every time he makes that drive, he's a little different than he was before. He said the ring has given him a purpose and let him be the man he wants to be and live the life he has chosen to live. He said he is driving away from Las Vegas next time. As the AEW champion. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Jungle Boy actually does live in Las Vegas. So uh, that might be uh, where he calls home. But Jungle Boy, man, this was a good promo. I I enjoyed this. I know a lot of people are really down on Jack's promos. Uh, I don't think he is as uh, egregious or offensive as people make him out to be. Uh, He's had some rough patches here and there. But I thought this was a nice sit-down, pre-planned vignette to sell his one-fourth of the main event on Sunday night. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think sometimes we make the mistake of trying to put Jungle Boy um, up against guys like MJF via comparison when we're talking about promos. Is he on the level of MJF? No, of course not. But he's improving, and he's getting better, and they're taking the right steps to help him improve by not putting him out there in front of a live crowd with a live mic all the time. These backstage vignettes are great, not only to make sure you get right via editing or redoing if you need to, but for confidence as well. Um, confidence yes. is a lot when you go out there and speaking in public. And so if he can get that kind of confidence built up backstage and with backstage interviewers, we can get him better in front of a live mic as well. Yeah, I, you know, I see a lot of people saying that uh, all the reason why Double or Nothing didn't sell out like it did last year was because this main event sucks and it's uh, something that AW dropped the ball with. I mean, first of all, let me let me stop you guys right there because it's very it's very offensive to me as a fan that wrestling fans themselves are so fucking close-minded. We got MJF, who's one of the top wrestlers on the planet. We got Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara, okay? 
Now you look at three these three guys, Jesse. MJF is obviously he was uh, you know he mentioned homegrown talents. Nobody really knew who they were before they joined AEW. I knew who MJF was before M, uh, you know he joined AEW. The other guys I didn't really know too much of, but I have seen them before AEW. But this match is not so much to crown a champion or potentially crown a champion or even you know plant the seeds of oh hey these guys are ready for the championship now. It's not about that. It's about building the future. What you're watching is four guys, MJF's the world champion right now, three guys around MJF who are going to be the future of this company as long as they are here, as long as they want it. This match is not about crowning them champions or deeming them worthy for a world championship now, but this this match is a stepping stone to what it is going to be for all three of these guys. Because a lot of people have put them down and, and continue to put them down based on their ability, their their promo, their in-ring work, their fucking body type, their size. Oh, these guys aren't world champions. They don't look like world champions. This is going to set the stage for years to come, Jesse. And I think this match, even though people are souring on it for whatever reason they may have, it's going to shut a lot of people up like it usually does. It will. I mean, it... These guys are extremely talented, and if that's a debating point for anyone, then I'm not having that discussion. I mean, they're talented as hell. They are. How they'll uh, synergize in a match, well, we'll find that out this weekend. But I don't think anyone's sitting around saying how they can't wrestle or they can't work or, you know, I hear some people saying they're boring and this or that. I, it feels like those are just the 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 old school '80s '90s diehards that say their wrestlers need to be jacked to the gills, and you know muscle bound or this or that. Everyone has their own opinion of pro wrestling, man. And if you take what your thought of pro wrestling is and then apply it to every different situation, then yeah, each situation is gonna come off as not good or not the right thing to do. It should be this or should be that. Because your vision of pro wrestling is different from what this promoter is trying to tell. It doesn't mean that they're wrong. It just maybe it's just that style of pro wrestling is not for you. Yeah. And and this has worked already for um, the rest of the guys in this match with MJF. You know, a lot of people look down on Darby as a bad promo. I think Darby's promo work has been fucking great most of this run for this build. I mean, he's gotten so much better. Sammy Guevara, we know what he can do in the ring. You know, he's not really ready for a world championship. None of these guys are ready for a world championship, but that's the point. These guys will be a world champion uh, at some point in their future in AEW. That's what this match is about. And I'm very excited to see what happens with them and how they handle themselves in this match. I've enjoyed the build for this match for the most part, but it's not about, you know, these guys being main event guys. This is the most important year in AEW's history, and this is basically a show that started it all. This was their first major show, Double or Nothing. And these guys were there from the beginning. And this is Tony Khan saying, you know what? This is your stage. You were here. This is the main event for year four of Double or Nothing, the four pillars. I, I like it. I like the whole premise of the match. I like the whole homage to Double or Nothing and these guys being there since the very beginning. I'm I'm for it. We know MJF's going to win it, but it's so much more about MJF just winning. The other three guys are going to be elevated after this, and I know they will be. Yeah, you know, I, it, I think MJF does a good job when he's out there with these guys at 
um, letting them shine in the promos? Because how easy would it be for MJF to start cutting them off and making them look ridiculous out there behind the mic? You know, he puts himself out there as being vulnerable. He gives them their, their time without interjecting and stuff like a guy like MJF can bury all three of these guys at one time in the ring, but that's not how he's going about it. But when he's out there with another verbal assassin, you know, like punk, you know, or something like that, he doesn't hold back. You know, he goes right at it. So it, I, I like how MJF is, is, is keeping his promo uh, speed uh, right to the pace of his opponents. I mean, cause he could definitely overshadow him at that, at that stage. And he's not doing it. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I, I think he's honestly elevated everybody around him, uh, even with the uh, promo work he's done. Hasn't been great with the other three guys every week, but when they have been in there with MJF, he's taken it to the next level with them, and they've all basically obliged. So um, I'm looking forward to it on Sunday. I think it's going to be uh, a very, very good main event that's going to shut a lot of people up. Uh, FTR, they were out there. AEW Tag Team Champions will be defending those titles against... The team of Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal at the pay-per-view. Um, Cash Wheeler, he listed bad things he could say about Jeff Jarrett and his group of uh, of thugs here. He says he's smart, though, and has outmaneuvered them every step of the way. He says they've also been lucky, but Sunday their luck runs out. Dax says he doesn't blame Jarrett for attacking his name to them or attaching his name to them. Uh, the greatest tag team in the world. He says they won't allow a couple of rejects from TNA to take those belts from them. Then he took a dig at uh, Jarrett's wife, Karen, calling her a bitch of a wife. He also got a dig in at Dixie Carter, referring to her as the queen of the mountain. And then he says top guys out. Mark Briscoe makes his way down to the ring. Uh, He comes out with his entrance theme. And Cash said last year, three times they went to hell and back with him and they call him his brother or their brother. And this year they'll go to hell and back for him again. Mark says they are uh, blood brothers for life, but he asked Dax what the pile driver was all about. Dax says it was a mistake. He told him to shake his hand like a man. Mark then swatted Dax's hand away. Dax insisted he shake his hand again. And Mark Briscoe slapped him in the face. Cash got in between them, held Dax back. Cash told Mark to think before acting. So Mark left the ring. Karen Angle, or Karen Jarrett, walks down the aisle, and she gets shoved out of the way. Mark Briscoe also shoves Sanjay Dutt out of the way. Jeff Jarrett was there. He got slapped in the face by Briscoe. And Mark goes up to Jay Lethal and says, Listen, you're my boy, but I'm getting tired of this bullshit. He shoved him and walked away from him and Satnam Singh, and he walked to the back. Now, I don't really care about this storyline or this angle, Jesse, uh, but I do appreciate the fact that AEW and Tony Khan have kind of, I wouldn't say it's a its a curveball. I would say more, uh, more of a change-up here, you know, uh, a nice, uh, a nice 60, 65-mile-an-hour change-up in, in this storyline where, It's not Mark Briscoe siding with the boys of FTR because they've been to war together. He's remained neutral here. Like, you don't know what side he's on. He's he's angry at Jeff Jarrett's team. He's angry at FTR. So we don't know what side he's on, which makes the match a little bit more unpredictable. But 
Not by much, because I think everybody expects FTR to win. But I like that, that they threw that in. But again, not really a lot of interest going into Sunday with this this tag team title defense. <laughs> and Clucky Rhodes is not uh, pleased with it at all. Bro. I got okay, fine. I'll 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 comment on this Jarrett segment. It does if it did feel like Mark um Mark Briscoe's heat was very forced in this. Like when I say okay, so it just felt like they he needed to be angry and so they just tried to manufacture some heat out of nowhere. It it, it felt like he, he had no reason to be as angry as he was. Yeah. I get what they're trying to do. It just did not I don't I don't think they played the right angle to get some heat between Mark and the baby faces. I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to, you know, put him out there as a referee with the thought in mind of, you don't know who he's going to favor, but an accidental pile driver just kind of, I don't know. It just kind of doesn't work for me, but I'm not going to lie. I'll be honest. The whole few was already wasn't working for me because of Jeff Jarrett and Satin and Singh. So I may be biased in that thought I, and I, and I can understand that. Yeah, I don't think this is really doing much for the tag team division as a whole. The tag team division and the titles and FTR uh, are worth a lot more than than this. Jay Lethal is worth a lot more than this. Yes. Um, I, I don't know, man. This may be, I, I, I would say, outside the Jade and Taya match, which is completely irrelevant and oh just God. unimportant. Uh, this may be uh, right next to that, bro, as far as uh, unimportant. And, and that sucks because uh, I'm, a, I'm a big FTR mark. Uh, and this is well beneath them and the titles. I love FTR. I love Jay Lethal. Can't wait to see some FTR versus RC Open. Yep. That works for me. Well, anybody but Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. I mean, come on, man. I mean. And where's Scorpio Sky? I don't know. I don't know. Scorpio Sky and Jay Lethal could be a good tag team. Something. something, something, pack. What the, what are we doing here? Get Jeff Jarrett backstage and in a management role. The fuck is he on TV for? Where's Keith Lee and Swerve, bro? Weren't they building towards a pay-per-view match? I don't know. I would tell you what I think Swerve is doing from his tweets, but you get me blocked by Swerve. I did not get you blocked by Swerve. I didn't say shit about Swerve. I didn't do anything, bro. Why am I blocked? Because you're here. Because you're here. I don't know. Lee, I don't know what they're, 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 they're definitely not treating Keith Lee. And you were way. around me, you, you were around me because uh, more than one time I pulled out a Shiro. Catching the strays out here, man. Uh, what, what's the echo, bro? It just randomly comes and goes, man. I don't know. I don't know if it's the, the dusty basement down here, bro. I don't know. I'm catching straight. Let me see if... if Bro, Top Dollar didn't block me. Really? Top Dollar, no. top dollar blocked me, unblocked me, and then blocked me again. And blocked you again. Top Dollar did not block me. Corbin still blocked me, and Swerve blocked me. Wait, Corbin blocked you? Oh, Corbin blocked me years ago. That's funny. Corbin unblocked me. Yeah. Huh. Weird. I don't know. Dunk it. I don't know. 
fuck it. I don't care about it. I just want to get unblocked by Kevin Owens. That's it. Nah, I can't help you there. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Aren't you blocked by Sami Zayn, too? Yeah. By, yep. By Sami Zayn, I, I don't know. What, what, what'd you do there, bro? Sami Zayn's a fucking nice guy, man. I've Beautiful never, man, Sami Zayn. I've never said anything. I think he, he blocked me because of what someone else told him. Because I've never tweeted anything about Sami Zayn. Bro, didn't you call Top Dollar Flop Dollar one one time? That was you. Or, or, or what was it? Uh, what 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 are you what are you saying? The bottom bottom dollar. All you? No, no. You you said he worked. You said he worked at Dollar General, right? Jesus Christ, dude! I'm getting blocked for sure. Which I don't care about. He blocks me. Feel free, bro. Block away. Do you he, shop at I'll the block- do you, do you shop at the Dollar Tree, bro? They got Look. some they got some good stuff in there. Look, bottom dollar, before you block me, can you get KO to unblock me, please? Bro, what are you, what are you asking, what are you asking uh, top dollar to, to help you get unblocked by, by Kevin Owens, man? This guy's about to be part of the budget cuts on July 1st. What are you talking about? Because I got a better chance of him helping me than you. I can't help you there. Yeah. Gotcha. Sammy Guevara. Unbelievable. He was interviewed by Renee. Renee asked... Sammy about MJF. MJF told him the offer still stands to lay down for him. Guevara said it's a lot of money, but hell no, I'm not going to lay down for him. He told MJF he might think everything is for sale, but it's not. He said old bosses offered him raises, but insisted he live in the real world and grow up. He says they can shove their offers up their asses. He says he's a successful pro wrestler and he's going to take the title from MJF. That was basically Sammy's part, bro, uh, tonight. Not really uh, much in the way of Sammy. He's had his moments to shine in the ring, cutting promos here, uh, back and forth with the rest of the guys. This was basically more along the lines of, yeah, MJF wants me to do this. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to kick your ass. Ra rah, rah. I'll see you on Sunday. What are you going to do? No words. No words for Sammy, huh? No words of encouragement? I mean, uh, Sammy's been it's been a little weird since, like, last week when they were in Texas. You know, they're trying to come off as a baby face, and Texas didn't give a shit. You know, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on with Sammy right now. He's, he's distanced himself from Tay, you know, which was his heat magnet. He's trying to—I think they're trying to turn Sammy baby face. I think that's what they're doing. I mean, it could work. He's a better heel. It's a better heel. I mean, it could definitely it could work. I just don't understand why they're doing it. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it, it does feel like they don't know what they want Sammy Guevara to be. No, that's not a good feeling. They separating him from 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 Tay Mello is the is the first sign right there. I mean, because. They come out and and kiss in the face of the camera and piss people off. That's that's his heat magnet. Yeah, they won't. They don't. They stop doing that. You know. Now he's trying to talk about. I'm not taking the money. I am gonna win. You know. For me, maybe he's gonna. You know, go and take an about face at the pay per view. You know. And we'll see. I mean, he's probably gonna do something fucking ridiculously crazy at the pay per view, being that there's no DQ. So we'll see. Yeah. Do the thing where he's oh, uh, he's crazy. We know he's crazy. House of Black, Malachi, Buddy, and Brody. They were out there with uh, the one and only, lovely, Julia Hart. 
against AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Gren Metalik. Loved this. One of uh, one of uh, Brian Danielson's boys, Gren Metalik. AEW yes. Trios Championships. This went five minutes, but man, oh man, did everybody get their shit in in five minutes, man? Yeah, yeah. This I was. This was all over the place. If if Tony Khan continues to give the House of Black dominating victories like this, uh, I can get behind this, man, because the fans love the House of Black. This is awesome, man. The look, the the stipulation. Yep. I, I like I like the layout. I, I I liked everything about this. This was awesome. They Who, all look good out there. Yep. The the lighting was uh basically the same as the last time. The house rules, the house of black rules here. Uh, but there was this weird uh, multicolored tint over the fans tonight, bro. It was like uh, it was like inside of a, a, a one of them kaleidoscopes tonight. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. This is good. The House of Black looked fucking strong, and I, I and I like that they used. I mean, and I granted, I get that they're, they're not necessarily top of the card talent, but they used contracted AEW talent. You know to go out there and give them this five-minute squash, you know. So I, I like that part. That 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 comes off as a better look than just random people we've never seen before. Yeah, AR Fox is an, uh, is a uh, AEW guy. Blake Christian and Metallic, I believe, are Ring of Honor, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. I don't think Metallic is with the company, period. I think they just brought him in. But Blake Christian, I know, has worked Ring of Honor before. But this was about five minutes, man. This was all over the place. Everybody got their shit in. And Fox... Springboard dove onto everybody late in the game here onto the outside. And House of Black put all three opponents in submission holds. I think Buddy had uh an inverted uh cloverleaf. I think he cloverleaf. did Rhea I think he did Rhea Ripley's finish uh yeah, yeah. in uh in the match tonight. Uh Brody choked out Blake Christian with that uh hangman's choke, same choke that he did to Darby, and then Malachi had uh, a leg vice. On uh, AR Fox, and that was the end of the match. And Aubrey Edwards says, "You know what? Fuck this shit. I'm gonna call uh, call this." And House of Black wins five minutes. I like this was great. Yeah, it was awesome, man. And I, I wonder how much Dean Malenko had influence on that on that Cloverleaf too, man. Probably a lot. So, man, good stuff. I'm I'm I like this presentation of the House of Black right here. So this looked great. So now going forward, we don't need to see another match like this okay we've established that these guys are badasses and they can you know they can beat you know contracted talent let's get them in the story yeah i i agree uh, i i think you know th- this is what happens when there is a lack of vision and a lack of creativity the international championship is open challenge the tnt title for the most part outside the last few weeks with christian open challenge trio yeah. championships open challenge i mean it's fucking lame and it's not really, it's not really, you know, making the championships look all that prestigious when you have random fucking people just showing up weekly. Hey, it's my turn for a title shot. And yeah. nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, I should say, most of those people that are challenging for those championships don't do anything to earn those championships. Blake Christian yeah. and Metalik and AR Fox. What the fuck did they do to get a championship match? Now, granted, it's an open challenge. That's why. But I don't want to see this every week. I would like to see wins. I'd like to see other trios get wins and then maybe vie for a championship match. The champions don't need to wrestle every week. They don't. You could put Malachi in a singles match. You could put Buddy in a singles match. You could put Brody in a singles match. They don't need to wrestle every single week. But 
story, man. They could tell tr- they could tell multi-man stories. They're doing it with the B- B- Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite. We know they could do it. So why not apply that and that same effort to the House of Black? Yeah, yeah, they're gonna need they're gonna need more story. They they can't just limit the top of the roster to the to the stories. Um, at the very bare minimum, and maybe this is something to to to, to start somewhere to start. The very bare minimum, all titles, all titles should have working storylines. No more of this open challenge bullshit. If you're a champion, you should have a working you should have a working storyline, an ongoing storyline, and that ongoing storyline should have a sub storyline to start building for your next number one contender. Yeah. Very simple. And I agree, Chad. Uh, Brody King looks like a fucking beast out there. Yes, he, he does. He looks fucking amazing, man. We got the Blackpool Combat Club. Speaking of which, cutting a promo backstage, Brian Danielson spoke about their intent to end the elite on Sunday. Moxie said he's not trying to sell anyone anything when they talk about their intentions. He says they do the job the way it's meant to be done. He said there's nobody in the world at it than better than them. Uh, he said at this level, only one thing matters. Are you willing to step up to the plate and deliver when it counts? He says they will deliver on Sunday. He says they will stand tall in a storm of violence and show the difference between professionals and amateurs. And he went on to say this will be the most violent match in AEW history. I kind of agree with him when he says that, man. I think we're in uh, for a bloodbath on Sunday night. Bro, let me explain something to you. When John Moxley comes out and tells you that it's going to be a bloodbath, it, bro, this is not for the fucking faint. Don't don't watch this shit and complain. You might as well. You might as well get your complaints on Twitter. Get bro, those tweets drafted and save it for man. Sunday right now, man. I'm telling you right you now, been, it's gonna be it's gonna be violent. You've been warned. You've been warned. Don't act surprised when you see something that. Uh, oh my God, AEW should be canceled. Don't be shocked. Don't watch. If you ordered the pay per view and then complained about the blood. You're just an idiot. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah. Like you know, you know there will be blood here. You literally paid for it. You literally bought the pay-per-view with Moxley. To, let me see. Let me see. Moxley's bleeding. Moxley's bleeding again. How could he? <sighs> Look at how much blood. This should not be on television. There's children in the crowd, god damn it. You fucking paid for it. It's not like you're flicking through the channels and oh look, Mox is bleeding. My kid's seeing this. Oh no. You bought the pay-per-view. Don't want to hear it this time. No. MJF, he was in the ring. And he walked over to the announce desk and took Tony Schiavone's beverage, took a swig, and then threw the rest on Tony Schiavone. Gotta love it. What a dick. (laughs) So he's out in the ring, and he said, it's funny they call this place Sin City, but as I look around, I think they should change the name to Virgin Vegas. So a lot of people want to know how he feels with the crowd stacked against him or the uh, the uh, match stacked against him. Says he wants Guevara to keep sticking his tongue out and stick a light, stick it in a light socket. He says he wants Darby <laughs> Allen to have his wish granted of climbing Mount Everest only with his shoes untied. Says he wants Jack Perry to be locked in an echo chamber and forced to talk so he could bore himself to death. He said, unlike the fans, he's intelligent and fully aware of how monumental this match is. 
So people like to throw around the word homegrown. Said the four of them have been there since day one. Said none of them had the cheat code on being on national television before. He said in four years they have given them the best matches, the best moments in the company. We aren't just part of AEW. God damn it, we are AEW. And they are. He added that, way, that, that. That's a shoot. Darby wants to climb Mount Everest. Yes, that, that everything's a shoot here. Yeah, if he didn't know that, Darby legit wants to climb Mount Everest. Seriously. He added that he's bored and he's kind of sick of AEW. He says he's sick of the lack of competition and most of all, the fans for not giving him the respect he so greatly deserves. He said Tony Khan knows that. He says his contract is coming up. He said it upsets TK when he does talk about it. He said it's no coincidence he has to wrestle four men and he doesn't even have to get pinned to lose his title. He said the fans desperately want to see him lose his belt. He said he might take his ball and go home because this, and he points at the triple B, this is his ball. He said he's run with it faster than anyone can keep up. He said the three challengers are extremely talented, but none of them. They're on his level. They're not on the level of the devil, baby. Darby's music plays, and MJF yells for the music to be cut. Fans chanted Darby. MJF made fun of his boots, calling them funny little stilts. Darby says he's lost a lot in his life, but he knows where he's going. He said in 2011, he graduated high school in Seattle. He said everyone told him to play it safe and not expect much. He says he was at the 99-cent store cleaning toilets for a job. Says his life was meant to be wrestling professionally. He lived in his car and talked to himself. He said he told himself he didn't deserve to leave the car until he made it into pro wrestling. He talked up AEW for letting him do stunt videos and hang out with Tony Hawk. He would not be able to do that anywhere else. He was planning on climbing Mount Everest. He won't be able to do that anywhere else. He says he isn't a moldable puppet. He says he wants to be the face of AEW. And to do that, he has to become the world champion. He vowed to take MJF's title on Sunday. He said he'll beat MJF with a headlock takeover. MJF then gave him a low blow. And Guevara ran out. MJF fled up the ramp. Guevara signaled that he was taking the title by motioning around his waist. Jack Perry then came out. MJF swung at at him with the belt. Jack Perry ducked. Clothesline MJF viciously on the ramp. And Jungle Boy held up the title. And that's the way the segment came to a close. I thought this was very effective. This was good stuff. Um, You know, not... You know, the greatest MJF promo, but it was effective. There was a couple of uh, truth bombs thrown in there. It got the crowd riled up. He shit on everybody, as he should. He's the world champion. But uh, I thought this was an effective uh, MJF promo to uh, sell the match on Sunday. It was. I mean, it was, again, this is one of those just par for the course deals. We need you to go out there and sell this main event. You know, need you to go out there and carry these guys through a promo segment. All right. No, no problem. No, done and done. So, I mean, like I said, he did what he was supposed to do. Nothing exciting here. Mission accomplished. We got Wardlow and Christian Cage. A video package aired on their ladder match happening on Sunday. Wardlow said he spent his career climbing ladders. He says he's the face of the Revolution ladder match winner. So Christian has a big mouth and he thinks he can fit a 16-foot ladder in it. Arn Anderson says there's a lot of dirty things, but nothing compares to what Wardlow will do to him in four days. And he held up the four fingers. Are we getting a new version of the Four Horsemen with Wardlow? I hope not. I hope not. 
Who would, I, at this point, who would even at this be point, in that I'm group? At this, at this point, I'm starting to feel like they would bring back the original four fucking horsemen, man. Who would even be in that group? Modern day AEW. I don't know. We can we can sit and you know fantasy book four guys, but four guys who they've booked strong enough to lead a dominant group like that. I don't know. I don't know, man. Especially Wardlow would be great for that group. It seemed like it just seemed. Well, like I mean, just, I mean, bro, that just got so bad. They had that with the pinnacle. Yeah. They had that. MJF was the was the Ric Flair of the group, and everybody yeah. else just filling the pieces. Yeah, yeah. I I think that ship has sailed. I don't think we need to bring that back at all. I don't get this um, Aaron Anderson with Wardlow deal at all. I really don't. I don't. I, I fail to understand how how Wardlow is supposed to be the savior. Uh, uh, how Aaron is supposed to be the savior for Wardlow, and Wardlow's scared to even have the guy come out. He has to protect them by keeping them in the back. Does Wardlow lose his title on Sunday? If history has taught us anything, yes. What if the rumored match between Wardlow and Goldberg happens? Do we need the TNT title for that? Jesse still seems to think that this match is not happening. It's happening, bro. I'm sorry to tell you. The cake! Says Nick Aldis could lead this new Four Horsemen group. I could see that. Nick Aldis is great. Nick Aldis is awesome. But he just signed with Impact. No, he's only in there short term. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. No. yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That could that could be. Who were the other two? I don't know. I'd... We've been there, so done that, like you said, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> We've been there, done that. I mean, there's nothing. Listen, I love Wardlow, man. I think Wardlow's great. They've fucked up. How about Joey? Who? Joey could do it, man. Trailer Park? It's the bad boy, bro. Oh, boy. Now, before I forget, before I forget, nothing to do with Joey, but um, Tina Turner. Oh, man. Just rest in peace, man. I mean, just an icon. Just a fucking icon, man. Tina Turner, man. That sucks. Yeah, that was kind of surprising today. Yeah, I didn't know she was sick. I didn't know she was and sick. I don't, me neither. I did not know. But my God, dude, if, if nothing else, she's the epitome of, of battling through domestic violence, man, at a time where you didn't have um, some of the protections you have now with social media and the laws. And I mean, back then... It was just okay to beat your wife. And my God, she endured so much. If you haven't watched her autobiography, man, you have to. She is such an amazing woman, man. So Yeah, man. Fuck domestic violence. That sucks. That I, sucks. I do not stand for that at all. If you uh have engaged in that type of behavior, uh you belong uh you belong uh in the most vile, disgusting fucking places with the worst people on planet Earth. Fuck you. Yes. Do not beat do not beat your lady, guys. As no. that is that is fucked up. No. Speaking of the ladies, they were beating each other tonight. Ty Valkyrie and Lady, Lady, Lady Frost, bro. This is my, uh, now, uh, before anybody jumps down my fucking throat, uh, this is my first uh, viewing of Lady Frost. Uh, This is, yeah, this is uh, why I said on Twitter that this felt like a fucking rampage tonight. Now, I understand Ty Valkyrie needed a victory before her Major pay-per-view match with Jade Cargill for uh, the most worthless title in the history of the business. 
the TBS title. Uh, but this went 10 minutes. I mean, I guess she was used as a a nice jobber here tonight, bro. I guess it wasn't really a jobber. They went 10 minutes. It's not really a jobber match, but... I yep. mean, do, do you see do you see Lady Frost doing anything outside of uh, the whole Ring of Honor deal here in AEW? I mean, I've I don't even know who she is. I think she's good. It's all right. I, I think she's good, man. I think she's good in the ring. I mean, unfortunately, you know, all we get to see, you know, from these people in spots like this is what they can do in the ring. She, you know, hasn't really been given anything promo wise or no. gimmick wise to work off of. If you're just gonna ask me what I thought about her in the ring, um, this is like my third or fourth time seeing her. I like her. I think she's really good. She got a good look. Yeah, she's got a good look. She's got uh, she's got it going on there. But I don't want this to become a regular thing. I I, I l- listen. I'm all for seeing new talent, but Dynamite is not the show to do that. It's not. No. no. Yeah, you got Rampage for that. You got Ring of Honor for that. I, I don't watch Ring of Honor. It's a waste of my fucking time. It's a nothing show. It's completely irrelevant. And Rampage yeah. is just as irrelevant. So, I mean, that's where you need to do the, uh, hey, maybe we should put them on AW television. That's what Rampage is for. When, when yeah. you put them on Dynamite, I want to know who they are, what they're about. I want to have seen a couple of vignettes or, or so before they make their Dynamite debut. This, was, this is just run-of-the-mill shit. Fundamental shit that AEW is not doing. She should not yeah. be in this. And don't tell me, oh, it was nothing, a nothing match. There should be no nothing matches. Everything should have a meaning. Everything. This did not have, yeah. I mean, Taya needed a victory. Fine. Did she need a victory? She's already got the title match in the bag on Sunday. Why did she need a win? She's already got the match. So, so if you want to sp- if you want to showcase her on Dynamite, I guess. You, I mean, first of all, what are you trying to do for you? What are you trying to do right here? You're trying to progress this 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 match you know to the pay-per-view lady frost is not needed in it all right we can like you said they can be done on rampage or something like that what we want to do is have an interaction between jay cargill and taya valkyrie okay well let's do something meaningful maybe jay does something to piss off uh taya and they go on to have a, a pull apart how about this jabroni that was standing on stage right next to jay maybe put taya in the ring with her all right and then have her beat her and then Jay gets pissed and now just Lady Frost had nothing to do with this at all and it served no purpose as far as furthering the Taya Valkyrie Jay Cargill match. Bro, I would have taken a fucking face-to-face in the ring hearing Taya be upset at Jade and cut a promo on Jade about you know, why she wants the TBS title, why she wants to end how about, how about Taya wanting to end the fucking boring reign of Jade Cargill how about her holding the title hostage, fucking yeah. 60 and whatever her record is, 60 and 0. But what about that? The fuck do we need this for? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I and mean, it's just fundamental shit. Yep. She came out, stood at the top of the ramp, made faces, smiled, smirked. You know, well, I mean, this made no sense, man. And Taya is very good. I don't know. This is beneath her, too. The fuck are we doing? Are we really waiting for someone to get back from said injury to take this title off of Jay Cargill? Because at that point, that title is going to mean nothing. And whoever is going to inherit that title has a lot of work to do to make it feel important. Because right now, it is Lady Frost, basically. Ice cold. 
I think um, with the with the absence making the heart grow fonder, I, I think Stat is going to come back to something monstrous, and she needs to be rewarded with it, and she's not getting Jamie's title. So I, I think Jade is holding on to Chris Statlander's title, man. Jade is 16-1. You know. do, do, do you know who has the one victory, bro, over uh, over Jade? Joey Janela? No. No? No. Becky? No. Not Becky. No. Um, Becky's Hobbits? (laughs) (laughs) Becky's Hobbits? I don't know. Some asshole from New York, apparently, has uh, the one victory over Jade. Joey Janela. Oh, wait. Now, he's in New Jersey, bro. New Jersey. The same thing, man. Same thing. I wanted to get, uh, I forgot to tell my guys, man. I wanted to get that uh, fucking, uh, what was it at the time? 42-1 and one insignia in the wall here on the venue. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. Anyway, who gives a shit about this match? Who gives a shit about Jade Cargill? Nobody. The most useless title. Bro, you've been, you have said it, man, months ago. This title was created basically for her. It was. Basically what they did. They, they did not, they... At no point did they ever have their women's division so locked down that they needed a second women's championship for it. At no point. So why do we have a second one? I don't know. Because Jade. Jade Cargill. Because Jade. Where does she go after she loses? It's my question. What are we doing with Jade? Hey, TK, what are we doing with Jade after she loses this championship, bro? We thinking that far ahead? They've made that title too much of her identity. So, yeah, her losing it is going to be pretty much a big deal. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Thought we got away. Tony Khan announced collision in the United Center. We talked about that in the beginning of the show for about 40 minutes. You guys can go and rewind and uh, listen back to that. I'm not talking about it again. Uh, Adam Page. He is looking like fucking Solid Snake out there. He's looking like the Snake Eater out there, Solid Snake. Yeah, man. Or Hangman Page. Uh, he is uh, talking about a reunion with the Elite. Hangman said he used to be best friends with the Young Bucks. Said his dynamic with Kenny Omega was different. Says they aren't friends, but they are family. He said the Blackpool Combat Club have cost them a lot, but they will pay on Sunday. Solid promo. All right. Basic promo. Looking forward to the match. Let's go. Uh, Jericho and Adam Cole Bay Bay contract signing for their match at Double or Nothing, which right now I believe is an unsanctioned match in AEW. So I thought this was a very effective segment. But I have one big question, which we'll get to at the end of this contract signing. Adam Cole is out there. And everybody's singing Adam Cole's song, and everybody's singing Jericho's song. And people were calling Jericho uh, a racist on Twitter today. Nothing new. Says, what do you do now? Uh, apparently, he, 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 asked, he asked why LL Cool J and Missy Elliott are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but Iron Maiden is not. That's all that's, he asked. That's racist? Yeah. Yeah. All right, move on. I'm not addressing that. Move yeah. On. I mean... That's what people were arguing about today. It's a legitimate question. Okay, move on. 
I mean, listen, I don't think Missy Elliott is rock and roll. Bro, if you put Iron Maiden in the Hip Hop Hall of Fame... There'd be outlash or backlash yeah, yeah, or outrage. Bro, there, would, there would be a... You crazy? No. Let's put Slipknot in the fucking Hip Hop Hall of Fame. Yeah. Let's have Slipknot perform at the BET Awards this year. How about that? Get out of here, man. It's, it's just... I mean, come on. Everything is not racist. Come on, it's man. Just, is, is he wrong? No, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Not wrong. He mentioned somebody else, too. I think he mentioned meatloaf. I'm not talking about the food. Look, maybe I have a solution to this. Maybe whoever's in charge of inducting people into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, maybe they should change the name of it to the Music Hall of Fame. Yes. There you go. Problem, 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 problem. Problem solved. I don't care who gets in it, but you just, that doesn't make sense for Missy and LL. LL Cool J is a hip hop pioneer. Why is he in a rock and roll hall of fame? Now, because granted, the rock and roll hall of fame and the people that choose who goes in, bro, they are all paid off and political. It's a, it's a political agenda. Now, speaking of music hall of fame, he had, yes. he, had the, he had the hit with, I mean, Run DMC and Aerosmith. I mean, yes. It's Run D, I think Run DMC, I think they were the first rappers in the hall of fame, right? I think Run DMC is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, you could even make a case for that. Does it make sense? No. It doesn't make sense. They had one song. Whatever. I mean, come on, man. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, that was the uh, that was the Jericho drama on social media today. Lame. Uh, he came out with the JAS, and Adam Cole says he tried to figure out why he did what he did to him and Britt Baker. He says he does what he wants because he thinks AEW should be thankful to have him. Said Jericho will figure out how invincible he is on Sunday when he beats the living shit out of him. He said AEW should be thankful that their match is unsanctioned because the blood will be on his hands, not AEW's. So it's taking all of his self-control to not dive over the table and attack him. He says he isn't allowed, so instead he'll explain what he's going to do to Jericho. He said he'll break both his legs, his jaw, and his hand. Or his hands. Jericho said his memory seems a little off. From the injury that happened, uh, and he was out for nine months. He rolled the clip on the big screen of the outcasts beating Britt Baker with a kendo stick. What kind of man would allow the love of his life to get this shit kicked out of her mere inches away from him, he said. That was you. He dared Colt to punch him. He gets in his face and starts egging him on. Strong, Roderick Strong held Cole back. Jericho called him a coward. Says he's going to knock his teeth down his throat on Sunday. Jericho signed the contract and said Cole won't end him. He says he got out smarter because there's five of them and only two of them, him and Cole, or him and uh, Strong. Cole said that's very true. This is why I made a little phone call to someone who lives in Vegas. He says it's a guy he idolized growing up, and he's crazier than all five of them combined. He says he's homicidal, suicidal, and genocidal. His name is Sabu. Sabu, the ECW legend, comes out. He points to the sky. Taz is on commentary saying, hey, man, I know that guy. Of course you do. Sabu entered the ring. He did his pose again. Matt Menard, Daddy Magic, leapt at Sabu like a crazy man. And Sabu threw a chair in his face. 
JAS fled the ring and yelled in protest at Sabu being the special enforcer backing up Adam Cole. Now, I get, I get that people, Jesse, love nostalgia. I, I, I seen a lot of people utter the same thing that I said. It, it, listen, it doesn't make sense, but I liked it. I love Sabu. It, it doesn't make sense, but I loved it. I love seeing him, right? But I wouldn't be me, and I wouldn't be doing my job if I asked, or if I didn't ask, rather, how on fucking God's green earth does this fit into the entire Adam Cole and Chris Jericho storyline? Here I was like a fool, bro. I was expecting uh, Kyle O'Reilly or some mm-hmm. other former Ring of Honor talent that Adam Cole worked with over the years and traveled the road with over the years to back him up. We got fucking Sabu, as if Tony Khan picked names out of a random hat and said, all right, let's call up Sabu. We're here in Vegas. Let's see if he wants to get paid for a one-off. You fucking kidding me? How does this make any sense? Bobby Fish? Somebody. I thought they were both coming. I thought we were getting getting Fish and O'Reilly coming out. So I was sitting here in this very spot watching this screen. Like, here we go, here we go. Who's he calling out? And then Sabu and... What? The most random fucking name of all. Oh, but he lives in Vegas. I don't give a fuck. Lives in Vegas. So So what? So what? 58 years old. I want to take back every compliment I gave AEW by saying they use their legends correctly. Well. No, because they're using them more incorrectly than they are correctly. I, I I don't know, man. L- listen, you know, it, it's it's a good trip down Nostalgia Boulevard. Honestly, he's going to have a minor role in the match. He's just a name to pop the crap. His theme music, by the way, was a fucking banger, though. I'll give Mikey Ruckus that. That theme music was fucking great, whatever they gave him. Um, Bro, you get four or five very able-bodied professional wrestlers out there Shake it in their boots because 58-year-old Sabu is coming out. 58-year-old Sabu. How many times has Jericho been in the ring with Sabu on ECW television? Once? Maybe twice? Maybe? Jake Hager. And, what, and when was that? Back in 1995? 96? Probably. Jake Hager is literally an undefeated MMA fighter. Oh, Sabu. Oh, no. Oh my God, he's going to throw a chair at me. You serious? What's next? The Sandman? We're going to get Sandman. Maybe Tony Khan's paid for the rights to fucking uh, enter Sandman by Metallica. Maybe we hear that in Las Vegas, bro. Yeah, yeah. Comes down the aisle fucking smashing beer over his head, smoking an e-cigarette. Who knows, man? Let's see TK pay for the rights to that one, man. That'll cost him more than all the songs that he's fucking gotten uh, combined. (laughs) Let's see. He thought Final Countdown by Europe was a lot of money. Forget about it, man. Lars, Ulrich, forget about it. Um, Who's next? RVD lives in Vegas, too, doesn't he? Maybe we see RVD. Him and Sabu have a history. How about Terry Funk? Let's just wheel Terry Funk on out. Let's get him out there. Why not? Call Tommy Dreamer up. Let's get all the ECW originals. Let's get Bully Ray out there. Whatever. 
When did Adam Cole start getting in bed with the fucking ECW originals now? What the fuck are we watching, man? Seriously. Sabu. Awesome. Should be a good match. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe Sabu jumps off a fucking chair and gives us one of them death-defying dives over the top rope, man, through a table on Jericho. Well, now we know we're not going to get a straight-up match with Jericho and Cole. We're going to get a bunch of shenanigans with Sabu and the JAS. I don't know. I'm kind of wanting to see a regular wrestling match with Jericho and Cole now. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Sabu's back from one night only, at least two nights. Yippee. Roderick Strong beat Daniel Garcia. This was, uh, you know, more of the same shit. I mean, a nothing match. A rampage match on Dynamite. No interest. No interest. Uh, and we got, this was interesting. A lot of people made a big deal about this. Willow Nightingale wins the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Women's title this week after defeating. And we saw, we saw the beautiful woman herself on AEW television. Live and in color, Mercedes Monet on AEW television showed clips of the match. This was the finals of the tournament, which Mercedes was was supposed to win, by the way, until she broke her ankle. Hopefully it's not that serious. Uh, Nightingale said that it's time to show the world just how strong she is. Well, yeah, I'm sure you, you're able to do that now after the fucking botch that we got and you were not supposed to be the champion. This hey, was supposed to be Mercedes championship. Good for her. Right place, right time. Make it count, man. Opportunities don't come up. Like yeah, I guess so. Whatever. Hey, man. I mean, look. They could have said, we don't care that she's hurt. Leave it on Mercedes. We'll deal with it. They had, they had the faith to go ahead and put it on Willow. Well, it looked like Mercedes was the one who was making the fucking call. The referee uh, didn't know what the fuck was going on over there. <laughs> if you watch the match. Yeah, I, didn't I mean, she. Uh, th- this is sad because you know, good for uh, Willow. Willow's very good. Um, yeah. But what I'm concerned about is now Mercedes more than likely was supposed to be, I think, at Forbidden Door. Uh, that doesn't look like it's a possibility now. Uh, and she may be missing the all-in show. That sucks, dude. May, what is that? What is that type of injury? Uh, AJ Styles broke his ankle too, right? How long did he, how long was he out? Three months? Oh, may, may I, June, I, July, oh, yeah. I mean, she, may be, she may be back for all-in. If Maybe. I had to pick, if I had to pick a bone to break, I mean, the ankle would be one of them. So yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully she can recover from this one. Yeah, and we may get a rematch. Who knows? Hopefully, man. Hopefully, hopefully she's all right. She's a, she's in the she's in easily the most important stretch of her career right now. So Mercedes, Mercedes is yes. yes. So yeah. she 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 needs to be back out there. So I'm sure she's gonna do whatever she can to get back out there. The Lucha Brothers in the main event, Penta and Ray with Alex Abrahantes against the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Uh, no, they, they are the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, defending the championships against Woo. the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Champion, Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. Yay, yay. This was actually a very good match. Even Woo. though I don't like to see Ring of Honor on AW Dynamite, uh, this was a very good main event and it sold... The last four minutes of the show with the anarchy in the arena build. So that was good. Um, Danielson was on commentary. He uh, was mentioning William Regal. And he mentioned William Regal a few times on commentary about uh, things that Regal have taught him in the Blackpool Combat Club. And 
He was channeling his inner William Regal here. So we got a, a big start here with Castagnoli and Yuta. They uh, ate some kicks, and they go over the top. Lucha Brothers followed with some double dives out to the floor. Phoenix did a springboard dive as Yuta was rolled inside, and he was planted with a maiden penta for two. Danielson on commentary says this is the best he's ever seen Phoenix and Penta. Not sure about that, but uh, always nice to get some, uh, some hype from Brian Danielson. As Castagnoli, he makes the save with some uppercuts all over the place. Penta hit a sling blade. Phoenix followed with a rope walk kick like he usually does. Yuta broke up the fear factor, ate a kick. Phoenix tried to springboard only to get uh, popped with an uppercut by Claudio. And we go to a commercial break. So uh, Phoenix was being beaten down by the Blackpool Combat Club. And Phoenix was able to get free from the heels here. And he gets the hot tag to Penta. He cleaned house with some thrust kicks, a power bomb into a lung blower on Yuta, which looked great. Penta was about to snap the arm of Yuta, and Claudio broke that up. Phoenix made the tag. He delivered a spin kick to Claudio and rolled through an uppercut to Yuta. Phoenix was then slammed onto Yuta as Penta used his brother as a launching pad to uh, get Castagnoli with a destroyer. That was a great spot. Yeah. Phoenix planted Yuta with a crazy pilot driver for two. Lucha Brothers played to the crowd. Penta was knocked off the ropes, and Phoenix was sent into a unbelievable uppercut by Castagnoli. Uh, Yuta and Claudio hit a rocket launcher. Phoenix kicked out. Alex Abrahantes interfered, took the referee, and the Lucha Brothers hit Fear Factor on Yuta before Claudio could break it up. Young Bucks appeared underneath the ring or from underneath the ring and held onto the legs as Yuta was pinned and the Bucks ran into the crowd as John Moxley and Brian Danielson ran into the ring. Moxley took the microphone and said the Young Bucks can laugh while they can because at double or nothing, they are going to get plastered on the pavement. Anarchy in the arena will be the wildest, most violent match in AEW history and the Blackpool Combat Club will accept nothing less if people are squeamish at the sight of blood, then buckle your seatbelts because you've seen nothing yet. Those are words from John Moxley. And if Moxley speaks, it will come to fruition, bro. Oh, yeah. And that's the way Dynamite went off the air. A very ho-hum show. Excellent main events. Uh, don't really care for the Ring of Honor shit on my television on Wednesday nights or any nights for that matter. Keep that shit on the app. Uh, but outside the main events and an MJF promo and a Sabu appearance that popped the crowd for a little bit, bro. This was, uh, the in-ring stuff was very good as usual. It's never bad, but for a Dynamite go-home show, man, uh, I- I'm going to have to give it a thumbs down. Nah, I wouldn't give it a thumbs down. Nah. Again, all shows can be bangers, and, you know, and, and, and if there was ever a mediocre show, this was it. The only thing I will say, though, um, go home shows are not the time for mediocre shows. You should be yeah. knocking it out of the park, especially if you're trying to sell tickets to an arena. So. Yeah. And that's all we got, guys. Uh, I appreciate you all hanging out with us tonight on the podcast. And we're going to get into the super chats as uh, Jesse has a uh, who is that, bro? Uh, Abaddon? It's Rosemary. 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 There you go. Some Rosemary fans in the chat. Rosemary is awesome, man. Make sure you guys get those Super Chats in. We're going to hang out in just a little bit. Sound off. Let me know what you thought of uh, Dynamite tonight. Are you excited for Double or Nothing? Are you excited for Night of Champions or Night of Garbage or whatever they're doing with Roman Reigns over there? 
Uh, hit that thumbs up, guys. We got uh, 1,700 in here. I'd love to get as close to 1,000. That's one with three zeros. Memberships are open. Get them on in. Go check out the homepage and follow up on all the content that's on the channel. And follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. You guys can follow Jesse on Twitter at ChiTownSmart if you want to. And let's get into it with Nate with a seven months. Thank you, brother. Seven months in the venue is a long time, man. Can't wait for the anarchy in the arena at Double or Nothing after MJ retains most likely this Sunday. Who does he face next? Um, well, we mentioned Punk. It may be a little too soon for that. I would put, honestly, Adam Cole. Maybe Adam Cole. And no, not uh, Trailer Janela, no. Oh, come on. Adam Cole versus MJF? I can get behind that. Yeah, again. He's going to lose, though. Yeah. He's going to lose. You got to be careful when you put MJF in the fuse with because it, it, for right now, they're all guaranteed L's. And after this, we got to go right into Forbidden Door build. So, who, I mean, is MJF going to be wrestling at Forbidden Door and is it going to be against a New Japan talent? I wouldn't, I wouldn't work MJ at the Forbidden Door, to be honest with you. I mean, as long as the title's not on the line, yeah, he could work I mean, it. I mean, it's not his, it's not his thing. He's not that, that guy that would want to work a, a New Japan show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but I don't know. I don't think he's needed either. Joseph Taylor with a $7 Super Chat. JD, Jesse, two things. Your thoughts, Lance Storm. I find him pretty underrated. Who would win this fatal four-way? AJ, Finn, Kenny, and Jay White. Kenny Omega and Jay White. I'm going with uh, Kenny Omega. And Lance Storm. Lance Storm was great in ECW, bro. He was awesome. Yeah, I guess I would go Kenny, too. Kenny or AJ. Matt Fugitive with a $5 Super Chat. Shout out to all the OTS peeps and to you, JD. I live in Tacoma, so I'm stuck with the West Coast feed. Hopefully Dynamite didn't suck. LOL. Eh, it, was, it was all right, Matt. Not the greatest show. WUJ Money with 10 months. JD, Jesse, and the chat. Let's celebrate that CM Punk drama is over for now. Yeah, for now. Keywords for now. Kratos with 33 months. Double or nothing is greater than Night of Blood Money. Also, JD and Jesse, did you guys see the return of Cade 6 during the PlayStation co- uh, Showcase? OTS for life. Yes, I did. Yeah, I heard Cade 6 is coming back months ago. Uh, I'm more interested in that Project Q. That handheld that uh, Sony teased today. Uh, I'd love to get my hands on that. So when I'm watching Monday Night Raw... I could be sitting on my couch and be playing Destiny 2 at the same time. Yeah, I'm concerned about the resolution. I mean, because the, the PlayStation 5 can handle, you know, 4K up to 120 of a refresh rate. Yeah. What is that screen going to give us? No idea. Coming out later this year, though. Yeah, that's all I know, man. And how come you can't watch both? You got a computer, don't you? Uh, I do. You sit right there. Put your... Game up on one and the, the, the show up on the other, man. No, I can't do that. Can't do that. Kratos, thank you, brother. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Jet. Punk is back. I don't care. Punk is an egomaniac. 
Thank you, Joseph. Frag Dude with a 10 months. Love the show, JD. 10 months flies. Keep up the good work. Thank you, brother. Thank you for being here for 10 months. Tenario with a five. What's up, JD? Jesse, going to Vegas in two weeks. Haven't been. Hope to enjoy it. Bro, you're going to have a blast. I'd love to go back out there, but not on Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Oh, that Metal, that metal Gear Solid did look nice, man. Yep. It wasn't actual gameplay, though. It wasn't? Oh, okay. No. But the, the metal I'm Gear sure. Gonna I'm sure okay. it's gonna be. I'm sure it's gonna yeah. be fine. Yeah, they've been. They've been. They've been pretty good. Yeah. Eddie Foster with 12 months. Thank you, brother JD. Thank you for all that you do. Your shows have been a breath of fresh air since watching you for a year and a half. OTS for life, baby. Thank you, Eddie. Brian Owens with three months with Aussie Open. Now all elite. The next move is signing Osprey. That's uh, a good. Uh, a good point there, Brian. I think if Osprey had to choose one, I think he choose. I think he would choose AEW over WWE. Nick Williams, thank you for your one hundred dollars super chat, brother. I appreciate you very much, man. Thank you for being here. He says the Raw review on Monday with the three Red Sky intros had me laughing. Looking forward to AEW Double Nothing NXT Playground and Night of Nightmares this weekend. JD, you should do an OTS AEW Fight Forever tournament for VIPs. Also. Excited for Spider-Man 2 on PS5 as well. I did not watch the gameplay for Spider-Man 2. Uh, I got to catch up on that. And uh, Fight Forever, bro. There will be streams on this channel for Fight Forever on, I believe, Tuesday nights. So that's what we'll yeah. be doing. Yeah, Spider-Man 2. They dropped like a 10-minute uh, gameplay trailer, man. Huh. 10 minutes. It looks amazing. Yep. No pun intended. Look at that. I mean, the Spider-Man games were good. Yeah. Yes. Very, very replayable. Thank you, Nick, for the 100 bomb, brother. Uh, Paul David with a 17 months. What's your reaction to the Nuggets advancing to the NBA Finals? Jesse, I'll let you take that one. Uh, all right, look, man. I'm, I'm a Lakers guy, but it's really, really hard for me to shit on the Denver Nuggets, man. They played a solid fucking series. Joker was insane as expected, but... Um, my God, Jamal Murray, man, that guy is a fucking killer. Uh, I think Denver should go all the way. I, there's nothing to complain about how the Lakers lost. They just got beat. They just got outplayed. So, hats off to Denver Nuggets. Drew Gilmore with nine months. Thank you, buddy. Hope you're doing good. Hey, guys, I may fall asleep here soon due to an early shift, but I'll catch the rest tomorrow. This show was mid, but still excited for double or nothing. Yeah. Very ho-hum show tonight, Drew. If I could have fallen asleep, I certainly would have. A.W. <laughs> Mark with 17 months. What a great week for me. Got to meet Mercedes on Sunday before she got injured. Hope she comes to A.W. Get well. Ready for double or nothing in the future of A.E.W. It's awesome you got to meet Mercedes, uh, A.W. Mark. Emerald Lord with 14 months. He says, OTS for life. Thank you, Emerald Lord. Appreciate you being here, brother. Cake with a five. If I was in Punk's position, I'd do the same thing. Punk likes to set the record straight. He heard people talk shit about him for nine months while injured. Listen, man, some people are going to side with Punk. Some people are going to side with the elite. It's all right. Well, look where all of that got him. Yeah. So you be in the same fucked up predicament that he's in. 
sometimes there's a better avenue to choose rather than just go out in front of a live camera and say everything on your mind. Yeah. Especially when you're considered the leader of a locker room and the head of a company. You might want to rethink what you got to say. Tyler Cravens, thank you for the 100 bomb, brother. Always appreciate you being here. Eric Newton, 17 months. Hey, J.D., I might be going to see Alter Bridge in Connecticut at Foxwoods on August 12th. Do you have an album to recommend I start with? Uh, Eric, it's funny you said that uh, because I may be attending that same show. And uh, do I have an album to recommend you start with? Yes, the first one. Just listen from one to seven or eight, however however many albums they have. Start from. So he's going to a concert and he's not familiar with their albums? That's a good question, Eric. Uh, you're going to an Alter Bridge concert and you're not uh, familiar with any of their songs. Really? There's enough time. If I'm, if I'm buying tickets to a concert, I know all your shit, bro. Yeah. Yeah, really. Uh, you're going to have a good time regardless if you don't know what they're doing or if you do. The cake with the $2 Super Chat. Feels like Orange Cassidy is the guy in AEW. Yes, he's Tony Khan's guy, for sure. I think that should be very well apparent right now. Uh, Gravity Guy with a 550. Let Orange Cassidy lose the title. First, a New Japan talent at Forbidden Door 2. I could see that. It would certainly uh, fit the whole feel of the international title. What's the name of it? I'm trying Google. to expand my horizons. Bro, just Google go to works. Spotify and type in Alter Bridge, bro. Everything's in chronological order. Look, people like that, I'll, you tell them, hey, meet me at such and such restaurant. And they'll text me back. How do I get there? Bro, you're watching the stream on the internet, man. Just Google <laughs> Alter Bridge. Look it up, man. Gavin Deeth with the $10 Super Chat. Sean Spears should beat OC as part of a pinnacle reunion. Which means all the AW men's titles other than the trios would be on the group and even more horsemen comparisons. I could see Sean, I could see Sean Spears in the, in the uh, horsemen re- reunion or reimagining, I should say. He was thought to be in the one that we thought we were getting a while back. Yeah. We never, never got it. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Deeth with a $5 Super Chat. Ring of Honor matches on AEW shows. That any brand split of AEW will be as serious as the Raw and SmackDown split. I don't know why we're seeing so much Ring of Honor stuff lately. This was a nothing show. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. Sean Ross Sapp blocked me for no reason. Sorry to hear that. Nothing of value was lost, Joseph. Tank Woe with the $2 Super Chat. Happy two months. Loving OC lately. Can't wait for his Battle Royal so we can get a new champ. Who do you think that'll be? Uh, Miro or Andrade are my top guys. Crow Weeper with a $2 Super Chat. NWO 1997 or Stone Cold The Rock 1999. NWO. Yeah. That was the first timer from Crow Weeper. Thank you so much, brother. Russell Wagner, 19 months. He says, just past nine years sobriety. Thank you for sharing your personal stories on the subject. Also, love the specials the VIPs get. Thank you, Russell, and congratulations, brother. That is a monumental victory. Keep it up. Love to hear it. 
Adrian V becomes a new membership or new member. Thank you, brother. Tommy Branigan with 16 months. Awesome show, JD and Jesse. And happy Memorial Day weekend. OTS for life. Have a good one, brother. Be safe. Nicholas Romero with three months. What's going on, JD and Jesse? Great show tonight. Keep up the good work. And I feel like Double or Nothing will surpass both Battleground and Night of Champions. It should. Even though Night of Champions is a decent-looking card on paper. We'll see what happens. And DL Bain with a 199 and no message. No message by DL Bain, bro. Why are you being shy around these parts, bro? So, is Roman about to become Roman three belts? Because Roman four belts. Was he getting? Was he getting Solo's belt too? Bro, he's gonna have a Raw and SmackDown tag team title. Oh, that's right. Oh, it's two each. That's right. Yeah. So, are they gonna beat Solo? Probably. I thought they were trying to protect Solo. Listen, man, I uh, I could sit here and talk about this for another fucking half an hour, man. It, 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 <laughs> it, it's it's so lame that they don't have anybody lined up for a one-on-one match. But on the other hand, I'm thinking about it. It's like if they do one, the 1,000-day match there, yeah. it, it's so fucking predictable. At least this match is unpredictable. You don't know which way they're going to go, you know? I would take the unpredictability over a fucking, oh my God, he's going to go in there against some schmuck and win, you know? Yeah. Man. I don't know. I can't. They just they, they just beat Solo with Cody. I can't see them beating him again, man. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be a very interesting night. Justin with a 499. Jesse, question for you. With you being a Lakers fan, do you think my Celtics have a chance to overcome the heat? No. <laughs> no. Simple answer. No. <laughs> And Neon, the synthetic kid with a four ninety nine. dollars uh, Justin, it's good to dream, though, brother. Uh, I honestly thought Adam Cole was going to reveal Ryback as his backup plan since he lives in Las Vegas. Tony Khan would never oh bring Ryback into AEW, bro. Ever. No. My God. Come on now. Oh. I appreciate you guys for joining me, man. Uh, I'm about to get out of here because I am uh, slowly slipping into the void. I am fading away. I do not feel good at all. At all. Um, and I appreciate you guys sticking with me, man. I made it. Jesse made it. And we're going to get the hell out of here. And next time you see me will be tomorrow in your sub boxes with some more news. Some uh, rumblings going around about Raw and a third hour going uh, a little bit more mature. And SmackDown getting a third hour, which I think would be the fucking death of SmackDown. And Cody and Gunther being the main event of WrestleMania. I don't know where these people pulling this fucking shit from, bro, but it's fucking laughable. It really is. Anyway, guys, uh, thank you so very much. Thank you for the Super Chats. Thank you for hanging out. Go get your T-shirts. There's like 15 or so left. Go get them. I'll see you in the sub boxes tomorrow. I'll be live on Friday. I'll be live on Saturday. I'll be live on Sunday, man. It's going to be a long Memorial Day weekend. Keep it right here on OTS. I'll see you guys tomorrow.